when talking about what chefs want, really the question is, how do they do it? No fees, no fuel charges, no surcharges, never. This allows you to order as much or as little as you need, as often as you need. Seven-day delivery, access products every day, trimming your waste, increasing your valuable shelf life, and allowing you fresher product. 24-7 customer support. Call, text, chat, email, anytime from anywhere. They take a team approach to serving you at 800-600-8510 or whatchefswant.com. They have very diverse product lines, so their chefs have access to thousands of items across many different categories that allow them to receive fresh products daily. This type of flexibility helps chefs with the ability to offer and test new menu items with ease. They have hundreds of trucks on the road every day to reach their vast market. Their focus is tight urban areas where groups of restaurants and chefs are located. Additionally, they have trucks from coast to coast bringing products to farms and artisans across the globe. You can order through your phone app or online. They truly are what chefs want. Check them out at whatchefswant.com. Welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio, the tastiest hour of talk in Music City. Now here's your host, Brandon Still. Hello, Music City. And welcome to Nashville Restaurant Radio. My name is Brandon Still, and I am your host. Today we are talking with Julio Hernandez, who is the owner and chef at Mize DLV. And we go back to the first time he was on our show on May the 5th, Cinco de Mayo, 2020. And coincidentally enough, that is actually his birthday. So the first time he was on the show, I knew him because we had been friends for a long time as he'd been a chef at Hillwood Country Club and out there in Hendersonville. And he was currently the chef at the Nectar Urban Cantina. And he told me on the show, he said he's starting this new thing. He bought a mill and he started an Instagram called Mize Della Vida. And, uh, and I went ahead and I, like during the show, I think I followed him. And today's episode, what we're going to do is we're going to catch up from that moment when he said, I have an idea. And we're going to walk through exactly what his life has been like for the last year and a half. From the farmer's markets, moving all around, doing all of the stuff that he's been doing, to being out front of Chopper Tiki, and then he has breaking news announcement to make to everybody out there today. So very, very excited. I'm proud of him. Love this guy. And at the very end, he, <laughs> the very last five minutes, or I always feel like are the best, but in the last five minutes, he gives a shout out to all of the vendors that he uses. And they are uh, basically all the vendors that I work with. So big shout-outs to Cytex, big shout-outs to Supersource, and big shout-outs to What Chefs Want. Thank you guys so much for supporting me and Nashville Restaurant Radio and locally owned and operated restaurants. Tell, helping me tell the story out there, uh, it means a lot. Uh, don't want to forget Aaron Moso over at Sharpier's Bakery. Uh, just amazing people. Guys, we're going to take a break um, for the whole month of December. We are not going to have any new episodes. We are going to take some time off, spend some time with the family, and we are going to work our asses off. It's a busy time of year. But uh, we're going to hold off on new episodes. But when we come back in the new year, we have got lots of plans. We've got special series we're going to be doing. We're going to be delving into some topics with some panel conversations, continuing to work with La Dame de Scaffier, and of course, brand new interviews with the chefs, the restaurant owners, the people in the industry that uh, you want to hear from. We enjoy sharing your stories. If you want to be on the show, if you're somebody out there who's like, man, I want to tell my story. I've got something interesting to say. Feel free to hit us up. Uh, my email is brandon at nashvillerestaurantradio.com. Or if you want to nominate somebody that you'd really like to hear their story, do the same. Uh, send me an email, brandon at nashvillerestaurantradio.com. Guys, I'm so excited to share this news. We're going to jump in right now with Julio Hernandez. Super excited today on a bonus Thursday episode to bring in my good friend, Julio Hernandez. He's the chef and owner at Mize DLV. 
What's up, man? It has a good, it has a good ring, uh, tone to it, don't it? My is the LV, the La Vida. It's like a like a soap opera, the La Vida that is coming. You know, it's really cool. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I love it. I um, yeah. I, I want to catch up our listeners. If you don't know who Mize DLV, if you know Mize De La Vida, if you know Chef Julio, he was last on our show. Well, you've been on all kinds of shows because we talk about you all the time. And you've been on the, when we do live shows, you always chime in and we have lots of conversations. But you had an individual show. It was May 5th, 2020, like two months after starting the whole podcast. And I introduced you that day as the executive chef for Nectar Urban Cantina. And I think by the end of that episode, you were the chef owner at Mize Della <laughs> yeah. Vida. It was a I, whole well, different. I was, I was the Instagram owner of Mize DLV by the end of that episode. Yes. And I That's think more accurate. <laughs> I think in the middle of that episode, I think I went and started following. I think I'm like your second follower ever as Mize Della Vida. Yeah. It's my mom. First was my mom. And then I told you about it. And then. You follow me at that moment. So, yeah, second one. <laughs> it's amazing. So we've – I said all these things before the pandemic, and I, I wanted to motivate people. And I'm going to talk to people, and I said, we're going into this crazy time where we're going to be locked in our house. We're not going to be able to do a bunch of stuff. This pandemic's going to be insane. You're going to be able to do two things. You can either sit in your house, smoke pot, and watch movies and play Xbox and – Hey, if that's what you want to do, that's what you want to do. Or you can hustle and put in a ton of work and make your dreams come true. I said it's kind of like if if you're a a caterpillar and you're going into a chrysalis. When you come out of this thing, are you going to be a moth or are you going to be like a swallowtail butterfly? And I feel like you're the guy. Can we we more of a phoenix, a dragon type of guy? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Either way. You went into this thing and you you said, I'm I'm gonna leave my executive chef job and I'm gonna bring authentic my uh, corn. I'm I'm bringing in corn for heirloom corn I from had, Oaxaca. I had no idea what I was doing, in all honesty. It was I had an idea. I had uh I've been researching at that point tortillas for four years. I had made terrible tortillas for four years, and uh you know, I was learning from how to press to what is a tortilla. And I can talk about that for hours. But yeah, four years prior to that, it was all research. And when we last talked and my East DLV came across, it was how I freaked out for COVID. And that's the truth. It was uh, everybody freaked out in one way or another. I had a secure position. Uh, Nectar is booming and they're doing great things. We're still good friends. I hang out with Josue who is running the kitchen very often, um, very proud of them, very proud of him. Uh, things were good. We had a virtual store. Remember those? The virtual yeah. markets that the restaurants did. We were selling toilet paper, so that means I had toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. Life was good. Oh, the, the great toilet paper shortage of 2020. <laughs> Man, I yeah, hope we dude. never have that happen again. <laughs> so we Gosh. had all that ready, but I... I snap, you know, I, I freaked out in, as a way of what if the business doesn't work? What if my boss's some shit snaps? I don't know. This is just me overthinking, right? So I decided to start doing tortillas. My SDLV, I needed to start something. I needed to make a business and uh, it happened to be Nixtamal. So what is what is Nixtamal? N i x t a m a l. What is that? Well, Nixtamal, uh, it's a word that dates back to the Aztecs before the conquistadors. So when you say Nixtamal, you're not speaking Spanish. You are actually speaking Nahuatl. Uh, Nixtamal means cook corn. That's okay. All it means. And uh, can I tell you a funny story about dialects and how conquistadors? It's really fast. So, yeah. for example, nixtamal, cooked corn. Um, when you think about Yucatan, that's another word that we'll say in, in a dialect that is over 4,000 years old. Yucatan 
literally translates to I don't know. Really? When the conquistadors arrive and they're all fancy and, you know, they got their beers and they look cool. They got their sword. They find this native Mexican and they ask him, where are we? Where have we landed? Donde estoy? And he replied, Yucatan. And the guy looked back. He goes, guys, we're in Yucatan. And then that means I don't know. It means I don't know. The guy said, I don't know what the fuck you're saying. So <laughs> <laughs> they, they name it Yucatan and it's how it dates back. So Nixtamal is one of those words that we use for a company. And I love to see with a Ramon's shirt because I'm a heavy CBGB's New York City punk rocker. Yeah. Um, that's a whole other story. But so Nixtamal means cooked corn in a dialect word that is four or 5,000 years old. And it's kind of cool to see all over East Nashville when people wear it like it's almost like a rock band. And it's a, pri- it's a proud moment. We got to do a shirt trade. I got some shirts for you and yes, a hat. Sir. I need one of those shirts too. Um, so picking up your story. So we get off the home, we get off our interview. You kind of, you make an announcement. Hey, I'm leaving. I'm leaving my job and I'm going to start, I'm going to start milling corn. You bought a mill. Am I correct? You brought it in from Mexico. And there it is right there in the that guy. That guy weighs uh, close to 600 pounds. Wow. So sometimes people will ask me if I can do a demo. I'm like, I can do no. a demo. Well, you got to come here. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not taking that with me. So, I, so I how did it start notice. off? I put in my notice and I called my wife. And shout out to her because she helped me a ton building a business. Um, I told her, hey, uh, I just put in my notice. Kombucha. And uh, kombucha. Yeah, I'm Scott. <laughs> just, uh, people see me drinking this. I'm like, it's, it's kombucha. <laughs> so I tell her, hey, Emma, we are, I just resigned my position. And keep in mind, this is during heavy COVID, right? It's like and the second week of May. Yeah, and then on top of that, I tell her I am going to use her savings. She kind of knew already, so it's not like I just took these decisions. But I said, this is happening, and I'm going to pull 2,000 pounds of heirloom corn, which now you see over there, and uh, we're going to start milling tortillas. Uh, There was not enough income to jump into the food industry yet. Uh, All we had was a small amount of savings. You know, we got four kids. We stayed busy. Uh, it's expensive. So I used every single penny and we purchased the Molino, 2,000 pounds of corn, and I started making tortillas in my garage. Just, there was, there's no money. I mean, yeah, that is the truth. I had a, I, had, I could make two tortillas at a time. Two tortillas at a time? Yeah, two at a time. Because, again, I had a propane little griddle. That you take to the lake. Wow. But that's that's what you and got. Then you, and where did you sell these? You so I saw you online, you had this Instagram account, you started selling them. So and you're selling out this, every day. So before all of this stuff, we gotta come back a little bit. So okay. while I'm still uh nectar, we're having fun, busy as busy, busy as hell too, because they allow liquor to go on margaritas. So that was just the perfect storm. Uh okay. I got a message from one of my good friends, uh, Edgar Victoria, uh, Ali Rije. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sent me a message and he goes, hey, dude, I see you're doing tortillas and uh, I have this great idea for a pop-up um, and I want to cook on those. And I'm like, oh, this guy gets it. Like, it's not just a tortilla. You know, it's not a Kroger brand tortilla. He gets it. So we connected and uh, throughout pop-ups, I was able to, because I'm working at this point, you got to think I'm working 65 hours at a restaurant with a skeleton crew. And, you know, those times were crazy because you have too many people in there. They're six feet close to you. You have more people. They're not wearing their mask, whatever the case might be. So skeleton crew. So 65 hours a week plus then 30s. That put me at 90 hours a week plus Mm. day off doing pop-ups. So, but it was worth it. You know, it was like, all right, there's a guy worthy of cooking. Let's, let's make it happen. You know, like it has to be spicy. It has to be fatty. It has to be a good taco. It has to be original. 
So we did a bunch of pop-ups together throughout the whole city, uh, which was fun. And it was a perfect, it was a good timing because it was, you know, everybody was on Instagram. And to us, that was our brick and mortar. That's how we yeah. communicate. I mean, till this day, to be honest, uh, that's how we were able to tell people what we were doing. Um, so fast forward. And it's free. And it's free, yeah. Instagram, yeah, was- I mean, what an amazing, I mean, me too. I mean, I've, everything I put on Instagram, it's, it's big. Mm-hmm. I was so- following you. I mean, just watching had, every little had, thing you're doing. We had a great time. I uh, I got to make lots of tortillas. You know, it's like, hey, no money. I got this. I want to get really good at tortillas. So I'll just press away. You just cook away. So it wasn't a partnership. It was just a, a brotherhood, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so moving forward, now I have, say, 500 bucks. So I can buy me a Academy Sport griddle. So now we can cook 10 tortillas at a time. Hey. So, uh, hey, moving up in the world. So we decided to go to the farmer's market. Uh, my good friend, Levon Wallace, he uh, he told me about it. I didn't really know much about the business. And I said, how does it work? Do you just show up? Do you have to ask for permission? Like, do you have to be a farmer? <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> like, these are the dumb questions that back in the day, I, who knows? So... We uh, made tortillas. There was no money to make tacos. We did not have the option. Um, Couldn't buy the meat. Meat's expensive. Meat, equipment, and all that stuff, right? Yeah. So we started pressing tortillas for Farmer's Market. Uh, Shout out to Rebecca at East Nashville. And then it was insane. We, uh, We set up. And magic happened. You know, magic happened. Uh, we set up at the tent. I can say this now. I'll say it. Yeah. So you are supposed to have liability insurance for a business owner, as you know, as any smart person would. Yeah. I'm on a budget. Uh, there's 80 bucks left. That's enough to cover insurance. But I told my wife, uh, I'm getting a banner. You got to have a banner. You know this. You got to gotta know who you are. And she goes, yeah, what if they turn us down? I'm like, no, they won't. She goes, how do you know? I say, well, you have a banner. They think you have insurance. I'm all right. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. <laughs> it's ballsy. So, it's super ballsy. Definitely, you know, uh, we got insurance. We're good. We're covered now. <laughs> we do but, now. But, you know, the first time I'm like, am I going to like it? Is it going to work? Is this something I want to do? Uh so we sold out, we had hundred plus dozen tortillas to sell and we sold out within an hour. Uh, wow. The magic kept happening week after week. We kept trying to pump more, but at this point I was going to sleep at 9 a.m. or not sleeping. So I was like, all right, that's it. I, I can't make no more. Uh, so it's a lot of work, man. Fast forward, you know, we had a. Uh, hey, can I, can one, I, let me pause yeah. you for a second. To make a tortilla, what do you so you have to take the corn and look at the machine behind you? You put the corn in, and what does it do? Is it grind it up real good? What's the process? How do you make a tortilla? We can do a demo right here. Check this out. So, super messy, but this is a volcanic stone, yeah, and this is a grinder. Okay, so there's two and five horsepower behind me, and if you do it wrong, you'll break your stones, and you're looking at two hundred plus dollars to replace these stones. So, because you got to think about five horsepower and a huge amount of torque power. So yeah. that that machine is crazy. Um, so you got to cook the corn, and then you got to let it rest. How do you cook it? How do you cook the corn? So we have this thing called cal calcium hydroxide, which helps the corn. Um, I know this in Spanish better, but essentially it peels the outer layer of the corn to allow the vitamins and nutrients to uh, develop, but it mainly develops the elasticity that okay. makes a tortilla. Because otherwise you're making cornmeal and grits. Okay, yeah. Process. So really the key word is cooking your corn properly to develop that elasticity that allows you to lay a thin tortilla 
that is almost like gluten, but there's no gluten. It's all corn. Uh, there's 212 different types of Mexican corn. That's what we work with for now. And every corn is cooked differently. So wow. at that point, I found out and I realized I had found a career. I want to be a tortillero. I went from executive chef, you know, with, you know, my background's mainly New York City and heavily country club in Nashville. B- big shout out to Hillwood, Mark, Josh, and Colin. You know, uh, if there was a place I would ever go back to work at, it'll be Hillwood. Uh, Folks over there. Yeah, it's just, I mean, you get spoiled. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. You know, we have this running joke that say you can wash your hands with <laughs> water. It's a, it's a fun place to work at. You get to work from with super expensive cuts of proteins to, I mean, there's wild a game. There. Yeah, a wild, oh, the game dinner. Yeah, um, man, that wild game dinner is the best. Yes. So anyway, back to tortillas. So <laughs> see, I, I like, I like Hillwood. And then, uh, so you cook the corn one time. And then while you're passing it to the stones, you're essentially cooking it one more time because this creates heat. So now you have cooked okay. the corn two times. And then you take your dough, you hydrate it with enough water to get the right texture. It should feel almost like your hand is wet, but it just kind of blew at it. Like yeah. That, you know, that is hard to describe. It's more of a artisan feeling. And then you cook your tortilla again to end up with a tortilla. So essentially you have taken, here, I got some corn here. So essentially you have taken corn into the most delicious tortilla. Like this one right here is from Oaxaca, Bolita Azul. And I just finished cooking some and it's so sweet. It's super sweet. It's like, wow. We're excited. We're going to be using it with sweet potatoes. So that makes sense. Well, Thanksgiving, right? Yeah. Thanksgiving. Just, yeah, we, we run in a, a new taco at the truck, which is sweet potato. So that's tortilla. That's a tortilla. Okay, so sorry for the sidebar, but just the process and how you make it, I think is important mm-hmm. because it's so unique. It's not just like, hey, I'm making it like anybody else. You buy this machine from Mexico. You're bringing in heirloom corn from Oaxaca. Each way you have to cook it differently. You've got to mill it down. You've got to hand and, add I, water I to, to the I touch. Have, I have cooked so much corn and... I have not been successful every single time, you know, it's uh, there's been times that I'm like, there he goes, 50 pounds, you know, and you can do stuff with it. So we don't throw it away, but definitely if you don't do it right, you cannot make tortillas mm. or they turn out green instead of blue. It's not pretty. No. Everybody white and yellow are the friendliest because they're forgiven. When you start diving into the colors, the red and the blue, they're not forgiven. So if they it turns try. out green, does it taste worse? No, no, it's the same. It's, it's uh, just green. It's just green. You know, it's not. So that'll be good for St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I guess we can wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> but also all that comes with if you overcook your corn, if you overrest your corn, if you use too much calcium hydroxide, if you meal too hard, if you meal too, not too tight. So all this will show at the end. So okay, all this. So- you're at the farmer's market. You're, I, I see online, I see Sean Brock picking up a bunch of it. Sean Brock's posting, hey, look, I got this new corn for my new restaurant. And, and I'm going, wow, man, he's got. Yeah. That was we, uh, shout out to Sean. We call him uh, the truck. The boys and I, we refer to him as Tio Sean, Uncle Sean. Uncle Sean. <laughs> he's super nice to us. Uh, he, uh, him and also Colin Shane the uh, CDC, uh, the Continental. Great guy. He's, you can taste it. You know, you can see you got Sean's vision and calling, executing. And I wish we had eight days a week so we can actually hang out. Yeah. We're I know that the, feeling. So uh, anyway, uh, we did a really cool pop-up with Shane when he was running Embers Only. Uh, this was short into our tortilla career and uh do you remember embers only pop-ups that would happen at the parking lot of audrey before audrey opened i don't i didn't i was i didn't make them i've never seen them they did some insane food that you could pick up to go so he uh hosted us for a pop-up uh of embers only he had a whole 
pig that he cooked slowly over embers. And I was, he asked me if I wanted to help. I said, how about I just make tortillas? Cause that's a shit in the work. I like, that's enough. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that was a great pop-up. I think that was one of my highlights, my favorites that we've made throughout. I mean, isn't it amazing how through a pandemic, we're all supposed to stay apart. The one thing about this community is that people just, they kind of mm -hmm. came together to collaborate on so many different ways. And you kind of were like this glue that kept at You were at all of these different pop-ups. So, it was this, Mais Del Vida was with everybody. So we did Hatorn. Our very, very first pop-up was with John Stevenson uh, and Evan, who led us in their kitchen. And they believed that we could pull it off. They were the first ones to invite us to do a pop-up. And until this day, I keep hearing people talk about Chef Evan cooking. So I only did the corn again. I... I Tell him, I'll do corn, and you do the rest. Uh, so Hatron was the first one. We did embers only. Uh, we did one with Redhead Stranger. That was a great, that was a really cool collab, like Tex-Mex. You know, yeah. so let's come together for this one. Um, we did a bunch with Josh Cook for his Taco Bell pop-ups we did all the tortillas the discontinued taco bell yeah, item. that was a beautiful that's an awesome idea that's such a great idea smart smart marketing from them and between josh and anna they, they that was a blast but again i have a burner that i can cook 10 tortillas at a time so it was a lot of work uh let's see who else we did um oh Oh, I wrote this down because actually I don't want to forget anybody. I probably will. We did a pop-up with Delia Joe. We did a sound bites dinner. Yeah. Yeah. And like the, that was in her apartment complex, wasn't it? Like yeah. up in the, in the condo building overlooking Arnold's. Yeah. It was a beautiful setup and it was just a perfect storm to have it. It was, it was uh, chef Brad from sea salt currently. It was us. We have black dynasty. Uh, Edgar Victoria. Uh, we had Alabrije. The funny thing yeah. about Black Dynasty, we tried to make Rooney do the soup pours, and he does ramen for a living. He's like, "Fuck you guys! I don't want to do fucking soup again." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we had Josh Cook there too, so it was a great pop up between in the middle of pandemic, super ballsy, super risky uh, to do it because if nobody shows up, you have all this money with all these tickets that you didn't sell. Luckily, we sold out. And I mean, it was a great event. It was a great time to become friends with everybody. Uh, so I, I think we have to also tell our listeners right now that you have an announcement to make here in a little bit. And we're going to go we're, right now. We're kind of just walking back. And I feel like this is a, a fun stroll down memory lane to kind of get to where you're at today. And I've, there's so many people along the way that have, have got you here. And I love this. I love the storytelling. Hang in there because you want to hear what you have to say. I'm dying. I'm dying to hear this. So um, so what are the pop-ups? Is there any other pop-ups? What was next uh, after the pop-ups? So after the pop-ups, I started something we call Other People Tacos. So at this point, now that we're doing pop-ups, there's some actually income coming in. And, you know, like anybody trying to start a business, you got to put it right in, right back mm -hmm. in the business. So yeah. I started making other, meeting other friends throughout the country. Tickets, remember, airplane tickets were so cheap. They're so I, cheap. I flew to New York City, stayed with my brother, so there was no hotel. And then uh, I got to meet a good friends from For All Things Good, which they got uh, this year. They got a huge shout out for uh, Michelle and Hop uh, on the guy Micheline. They also were a pandemic tortilleria pop-up. I met another guy, a great friend who loves to rock the Nixtamal shirt in New York City in Brooklyn, uh, Zach from Sobre Masa. He, two weeks ago, just got a shout out in the New York Times for tortillas. Um, then we went to Las Vegas with my good friend, Mariana from Masa Azul. And all these, all these places we're making tortillas. It's not just hanging out, you know, we are learning we we've been you know corn nerds um then chicago <laughs> yeah we went to chicago carlos gaitan and we got to see what they're doing over there oxomoco claro new york city 
Uh, wow. I think that's, I'm sure I'm forgetting some, but you know, did you, ever get, did you ever get COVID? No, no. And I got, I got it tested. I, I did not have, what was the test? Um, so my mother-in-law works for the health department. Okay. So she is, she managed the uh, COVID-19 hotline. So right. you can imagine how we are monitored at the house when she comes over. She comes like, hey, guys, I got, I got uh, Q-tips for your noses. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, uh, we got tested a bunch, and I never got it. I worked with people that had it, and we did you know, the right thing to do, but I've never personally got it, nor my kids, nor Emma, you know, knock on wood. Wow, that's just a um, lot of traveling and going all around and, you know. And, and I, I, as soon as the vaccine came around, I'm like, you know what? I just get vaccinated because I want to keep working. Booster, yeah. let's boost me up. Let's go. Yeah. If I drink Same a here. Red Bull, I shouldn't be afraid of the booster. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good point. You know? So, yeah, it was, it was, I guess, lucky. I don't know. We, uh, but yeah, I never had it even because the, when you do the test, it tells you, if you have the antibodies, antibodies, there you go. Yeah. And I'm good. So it's weird. So you did a lot of travel and you came back and how did you end up at Chopper Tiki? So we did a pop-up at Chopper Tiki uh, with Josh Cook. It was our very first pop-up that we did. And then the conversation of the food truck started happening. Uh, maybe some of you guys have eaten at the food truck. We had the food truck, which we started taking it to the farmer's market. Big shout out to anybody that runs a food truck because, fuck, that has it's a lot of work. It probably has aged me at least eight years. Just, you gotta, <laughs> besides the food, you gotta make sure the you grab the right handle and you're putting diesel because you're tired. You know, you're like, fuck, it's a green one. Um, I don't know. You gotta make sure the engine's running. You gotta make sure you have gasoline for the, uh, generator you got to make sure you have propane to cook on you got to make sure you got a table the payment system the wi-fi it's, oh yeah it's a lot it, oh, man so chopper came about after we did richland which again rebecca she manages east and richland big shout out to her because she pushed me to go to richland uh she's like you got to do it i was like oh that's big that's a lot of work she believed that we could do it we pulled it off uh and then one of the things that brought us to Chopper after we did the truck and decided to stay was because I started to notice the business was coming and that's great. But the main problem that we had was that people, how Richland works, everybody goes to get their produce. They run to Fat Belly to get secure their goods, right? You got to get your banana pudding. You got to get your radishes. You got to get what you're there for, your bread. We are the after show. So we will have, after everybody had secured their made pop water and all that good stuff, then they'll have a head for the tacos because now you're tired. You don't want to go home and cook everything you just purchased. You want to smash the tacos so then you can go cook. So I started to notice the line was just big, and that's a good problem. But then I realized we were just doing the same menu and could not move forward with more cooking and that's when we decided to pull the trigger and permanently stay a chopper because it worked out every host also chopper hosted us for a whole year before we decided you know before it's been a whole year of chopper and andy uh nick taxon the gm they took us in with full arms uh there was you know there was never a talk about, hey, you got to pay me this much to park outside. It was straight up, let me help you. And it kind of worked out to where I decided to use Chopper as an advantage to give people a table. You know, now you can wait while you sit, while you drink some maple water or your cocktails, tiki cocktails. And now it's more reasonable. Now your kid is not telling you, Papa, I want to go home because I've been at the farmer's market all day. Yeah. So that's the main reason that took us to Chopper, not knowing if we would sell, not knowing if people would come, but we decided I needed to cook more than just cafeteria lunch line. But now you're not, you're not doing it alone. 
Who are no. some people that you've brought along? Who are some people that have worked? Now you've got like a team of people we that have. are working that truck with you. Who are some of those people? Let's give some shout outs, some people that hustle with you. So we have we have a great team. Uh, it's We have had, we have, okay, so also we have worked with everybody. Everybody has come by. Our very first employee was a Virgil. Virgil is not in the industry. He builds stainless steel, cool uh, refrigeration equipment that no restaurant can afford. He works for FWE, and uh, you know you're talking about a twenty thousand dollar cooler. Wow. So they're super fancy. They're, they're hospital quality, and maybe you know he helped me actually when I had the garage kitchen set up. He gifted me one of the coolers that was in the company. You know, just kind of put away to the side. He gifted me a cooler. Wow. And he was our first employee, not knowing how to cook. He became a badass on the line. He's, uh, you know, from her to behind to on the fly to, hey, sir, did you bring your bitch hands to work today? Like faster, you know? <laughs> <laughs> all that comes with it, all the all the, uh, all the conversations. So Virgil was our very first guy. Big shout um, out to Virgil. Okay. Yeah, uh, hopefully he'll listen. And then we yeah. had, uh, man. We had Joey Moltini come cook at the truck our very first week. What's uh, up, Joey. fam? I like, what's up, fam? Like, hey, bro, I see you posting on Facebook. Can you come help me? I got nobody. Yeah. So he came over. Uh, even Troy from Black Dynasty, he has never, like, cooked, but he comes hang out with us, and he's there. And we're like, hey, can you run this food? Like, like do something. And he was <laughs> there for hours just hanging out with us. Uh, currently, though, now we are more of a – now that we're running the truck six days a week, we actually have a real staff. Uh, we have Alan Davis, also known as the fun guy. He uh, He's obsessed with mushrooms. He grows I was like, mushrooms. is he a mushroom guy? Yeah, yeah, he's the mushroom guy, fun guy. Uh, super cool personality, you know, nice guy, uh, positive attitude. I don't know how the fuck, I don't know how much coffee he drinks, but he's got so much energy. Uh I try not to. He asked for coffee today, and I pretended I forgot. I'm like, <laughs> like, you don't need any more. <laughs> no. Uh, so, and he takes care of what we cook. I like to say is Mexican food, but I also like to think is new Mexican food because people like him. And I am from Mexico. I'm from Tlaxcala. Uh, Tlaxcala translates. It's another word in dialect. It's Nahuatl. Tlaxcala means land of corn of bread tortillas okay. i'm from yeah. tortilla land uh it makes sense yeah anyway so it's your birthright yes I, I love to think so uh so i, I try also, i cannot say i cook in authentic mexican food because i am not i am also i mean i had a career in nashville for over 10 years so i love some smoked brisket tamales oh, why yeah. not you know so uh alan brings the fermentation side to the concept. He has a great brain for fermenting, keeping numbers, temperatures. He loves to read a lot. He uh, devoted to Koji. And at first, you know, you will think it's a little like, hey, we want to cook Mexican food. But we're in Nashville, and I think it makes sense. That let's, let's do it. Let's make it taste good. Uh, another guy that works with us right now is uh, Matt Royer. He was once upon a time at Hathorn. Um, he had a great run at Hathorn. I know he's working at Oak Steakhouse. Um, and he's got his own private chef, super fancy food, uh, super skillful private chef uh, gig that he does on the side, and music, super talented in the music. Nice. Uh, better than some stuff I hear on the radio, to be honest. Um, I'm sure. Another guy that we had swing by recently that just left was Chris Gass. Uh, mm -hmm. He came from the Continental and uh, decided to work at the truck with us. And great attitude. He's, I'm not going to say much where he's going because I'm not sure if I'm supposed to. But he's got great things lined up ahead of him. So he recently left. He's to about, to have have, a, he about to be a dad? Yeah, Thursday. They are like baby comes dad. Thursday. So the day this comes out, that morning, uh, congratulations. Yeah, he, so, he, so he's one of the good things that 
everybody moving to Nashville is bringing. He just moved to Nashville and regained a great cook, you know? So Hell yeah. I love that. All right. So you're at Chopper Tiki. You've got some amazing people working for you now. You've got a team. You meet Andy Muma. Andy Muma. He, uh, Andy Muma. Sorry, I said that wrong. I Andy remember. Muma. What's that relationship like? So he, the first time I saw him, we're making tortillas on the sidewalk of Chopper. I got a flat top, uh, you know, Academy Sport, Blackstone, right all outside. And he's taking pictures of me. I'm like, yo, like, back off. Uh, I didn't know who he was, you know. <laughs> uh, great guy. He, when, when we started all this, we did not know if we would actually have a good, uh, what do you say Rapport? that? Before? A good chemistry between each other and it turns out that we do we love we're equally i like i'll say it, we're equally nerds in our own right in our own yeah. way uh definitely entrepreneurs anybody can do a pop-up anybody can try to start a business but it takes a next step to really go for it like he has you know there's a barista parlor anywhere you look i've stopped at the one at the airport twice in the last couple months it's been great and they have hi-fi cookies there too Yes, I love hi-fi cookies. They're the Chocolate best. Onion. Yes. Oh, everyone. I've never had a bad hi-fi cookie. So Andy, super great guy. Uh, like I said earlier, he hosted us a chopper without the interest of anything from ourselves. And that big shout out to the chopper crew because, you know, they have put up with us, the bossing the tables to telling tables, yeah, dude, try the taco truck. It's really good. And putting that, you know, Nick, the GM, if there's a, yeah, he's a hard worker. You just look all around. He, he did COVID all there by himself. So, so bars were struggling. Remember that? Oh man. Everybody was. Yeah. But so bars were just like, you're close. Can't even do anything. So we're going from May 5th, 2020. You're on the which, show. Which, which is my birthday. Which is your birthday. You're the telling me that we have. Of you the have year a new... that I worked the hardest it happens to be my birthday. You have this new Instagram page. We start talking about it. You got no money. You call your wife and you say, hey, we're going to do this. You start buying corn. You buy the mill. You're, you're, you're making two tortillas at a time. Finally, you go to Academy Sports. You can make 10 tortillas at a time. Wait, wait, you wait. Go... wait. Well, I, I, I actually got kicked out of my house. That's how I ended up in the garage because I was making tortillas on our electric stove. Oh, and I had two little griddles and Emma kicked me out because I broke the elements because I was making too many tortillas. The elements overheat and the stove broke. So now we're broke a negative stove. So you got to go to Facebook, Facebook marketplace, you know, find a stove. And she's like, yeah, you can't do this in here. Uh, anyway, so fast forward. So you're, out to the stove. you're you're you're. You're, you get a banner, you're at the farmer's market. I don't know how to do a farmer's market, but you do the farmer's market. You elevate to the Richland farmer's market. You're doing pop-ups all year round with everybody. You travel the country to work with other people to make tortillas. You get this spot at Chopper Tiki. And now I think that you have, I think that this is like the culmination. I think this and is then- what we're waiting for. And then we had the opportunity to partner with Chopper and do six days a week tacos. So we got a taco truck that has a neon open sign in the back of it that shines towards Gallatin Pike six days a week that says tacos. And now, I mean, yeah, it started from a pop-up. It started with two tortillas to a six days a week with a talented crew. I mean, yeah, it's pretty... so what's what's next? What 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 do you want to tell the world? All right, are you ready? I'm so ready. Pretty much, uh, you're the first one where we are saying this, but uh, we went into a full-on partnership with Andy Muma, and uh, we have merch as of Thursday, and we're now one company. Uh, we have signed a lease for our maize brick and mortar. Uh, so there will be in the spring. There will be a full-blown-out restaurant with not just the tortillas. It will also be Nashville's first Nixtamal Mexican, new Mexican restaurant that is emphasized on tequila and mezcal. 
Yes. So that's there it is. Ain't that and all, well, big shout out to Khalil from Arnold's Country Kitchen because we had our first meeting there months ago, and we're gonna be located right across the street from him at the antique mall in the Gulch. And uh, there he it kept is. The secret. He kept it to himself and uh, didn't tell anybody. So here we are, Thursday, and uh, we get to be neighbors with Khalil. Uh, across the street from Arnold's at the antique mall on the back part. There'll be a patio. There's going to be a, it's going to be a 2 a.m. patio, you know? Dude, I'm so excited. <laughs> Your brick and mortar in the Gulch. There's going to be a Mize DLV. Mm-hmm. You can go get this every day. Wow. Every day is going to be, we, um, I don't want to give too much away, but we are definitely working on a wood fire grill. That it's gonna be, it's a huge part of Mexican cuisine, and yeah. we're gonna be able to bring that not just the maize, but bring elements that make it taste. That way, how does it? How does it feel saying that out loud on this show? What does that feel like right now? Do you feel like? Are you energized? Do you feel I, like you have a weight I, off I, your shoulders? Yeah, I mean, definitely, it's a worst kept secret because we have so many friends and we tell our friends, but it has not being social media available till now yeah so definitely and it's so like next week two weeks i'm off to los angeles to meet other friends in the industry of the tortillas but more importantly i'm going to pick up our new molino which is our grinder so this grinder can do 100 pounds of masa per hour we are upgrading to a grinder it's gonna be the stone's gonna be this big and can grind 700 pounds per hour oh, that's so, next level that's next level dude it's that uh, is next level it's uh it's the you know i i like to think i have the cadillac of the molinos i'm on my way to pick up the uh, mercedes of the molinos to be able to ferrari, share the, the ferrari there you go much better uh <laughs> to share the knowledge with other people. You know, we have taken several notes and we cannot wait to teach people how to use this, how to make the tortillas, how to process everything. You know, we will have an actual kitchen to walk on. Rather when are than you taking product. are you taking applications right now? Are you are you building your team already? We have started building the team. Uh, however, I think the social media is gonna be your key. Uh, we're going to start looking 2022 20, January heavily start going for it. We're shooting to open in the spring. Uh, so by then, yeah, definitely we're going to need all the help we can get. Anybody. So if you're, if you're, it's never too early. If you're out there right now and you're listening to this and you go, holy shit, I want to go work with this guy. I want to be part of this wood fire cooking with, I want to learn how to use that Molino. I want to do the whole thing. I mean, just uh, making a tortilla. You want to learn how to make that, or, or, and that's not all you have. You have Alan's skills, where he's doing the fermentation process, and he's, he has, one of his goals, you know, is to focus on waste, the waste that we all produce during cooking, and how to take that waste when it's clean. For example, chopper goes through a lot of limes. Yeah. So you know they squeeze the limes and they end up with. Rind. Rind. So now we have a salsa on the truck that is made out of that. Uh, we also have vinegars that is made after that. We have tepache, which is from all the skin of the pineapple the chopper uses. We now take that and we and he takes this and he converts it into a product that you can use. Uh, wow. Which are our seasonings. So that's pretty – that's kind of – so you have, you have like two old school – kitchens you got the fermentation and you have the nixtamal and then we have the opportunity to do a new mexican cuisine at a great location so everybody go right now and follow your instagram is it m-a-i-z-d-l-v yeah just maiz dlv under maiz underscore dlv go follow them right now if you don't already i'm sure that you already do if you're listening also another one i forgot i mean Think about 
that's just back of the house. I'm a back of the house guy, right? Uh, you met me when my hair was down to my lower back and 19. Uh, yeah. So I'm a back of the house guy, always been in the kitchen. But there's so much knowledge to be learned about mezcal and tequila and all the different things that I, I'm starting to learn. And that's another great thing. If you're, if you're into mezcal, if you're into tequila, uh, there's going to be a lot of time to learn in huge opportunities for uh, all these tasting menus, pairings that we're thinking. Uh, it's another great uh, opportunity. So hit him up. Follow him at, at M-A-I-Z underscore D-L-V, Mize D-L-V on Instagram. Send him a message if you're like, hey, I want to be part of this. This is my name. This is what I want to do. Start hitting him up now because before you know it, you're going to be at the time where you're hiring people. And uh, brick and mortar, brick and mortar from, from this. I got, I'm cooking two <laughs> tortillas at a time, a year and a half later, almost to the, uh, almost to the, well, it's 10 days away, but a year and a half later through all those hours and everything. And you're, you're just getting started. You got a lot of hours in front of you, but was it, all, yeah. it's, it's so far, is it all worth it? Is everything? Yeah. Yeah. Would I, would I do it again? Yes. Would I, if I, if I knew how hard it would be, would I do it? Maybe not. It was, it's been, it's been hard. You know, it's been lots of hours, lots of giving up sleep. And when I think back of all the work that we have done and how, we have pushed it to the last mile. It's really, you know, it's like, holy shit. I can't believe we were able to pull that off. Uh, but, I mean, it's definitely I'm worth so proud it. Of you. I have the opportunity now to uh, put a voice in people from my culture as well. Uh, it's no secret that uh, we are always in kitchens. You know, Mexican people, Hispanic people or even other uh, minorities, we are heavily invested in the restaurant industry. And I love the Mexican restaurants that we have learned to love and all the queso, I can I can throw down some queso too, but I think it's time to do something different, you know, to do it right. So it. it's kind of cool to uh, have that voice and give them that avenue. Well, you're an absolute leader and um, I'm super excited for you. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to be a big supporter. I always have been. Thank you for being a supporter of this podcast. I appreciate all the shout outs and everything that you've been doing throughout this whole time. And we're just getting started, man. We're just yeah. getting started. I'm so proud of you. I can't, I can't wait to see, uh, what it looks like. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of work coming, but I do know it's going to be, my goal is to make it local. I understand we're in the Gulch, but I think we can all we all found a house in the Gulch. I oh, can yeah. see I can see pop ups in there. I can see collaborations in there. It's uh I think we, we know how to do one thing and that's work with people, so I don't think we'll ever stop. I think you're gonna be a staple uh, in the Gulch. I think it's gonna do amazing. <laughs> we are getting late tonight. Oh. Um one thing I do, I'm sure you're fully well aware of, is at the end of every single show, I like to let my guests take us out. And uh, I'm excited to hear what you might have to say. Man, we said it all. <laughs> we put all the feelers out there. There's nothing left. <laughs> Whatever you want to say, you got to take us out. You could just say nothing, but that's, it's, it's on you. Yeah, Go. Know. All right. So... An advice from a cook to another cook. Um, always, when cooking, think of substance. Cook something that provides somebody substance. Don't just cook because it's trendy. You know, what makes people happy? Uh, and if it makes somebody happy, made their day, that's hospitality from a plate to a person. And if you can translate a message of a little bit of who you are and they get it, I think uh, you'll be back tomorrow, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, I'm a huge hospitality guy. I, uh, I did four years of front of the house, and uh, I had a great mentor back in New York, and hospitality was always, always key. You know how, what is it? I think Anthony Bourdain's book talks about big food. 
how he has his big food that teaches him everything. Uh, I had mine and he was a front of the house, a guy who passed away of cancer, but his last days of the industry of living were spent in the restaurant because he wanted to. Uh, the owners of the restaurant pay for all his chemos. They pay for everything for him. You know, this is uh, Lydia and Joe Bastianich, super famous chefs, restaurateurs in New York City. They took care of Jeremy so much, but still he decided to be in the restaurant on his chemo days, like where he shouldn't be there. Wow. He'll just let me be here. That's amazing. Yeah, it's kind of so that that and this is me being 16 watching this. So that got in my brain. And it's all about hospitality. dude. Speaking of hospitality, um, you got some vendors that you like to use there. And <laughs> we, we are like the Nashville Restaurant Radio. Uh, we you, you're not lying. They're good people. Uh, we have. So I, I'm, I'm looking for actual references. Tell me, so, tell me who you use. So Superstores turn out to see. So at first, I was like, ah, dude, they're sponsors. Maybe it's not true, right? So I did what anybody should do, and I looked around, and I ended up with Superstores. Boom. Uh, <laughs> Jason we, Ellis is is he not just amazing? He's cool, man. He's he always comes in when I'm the busiest. But yes, definitely, he's like, <laughs> oh, dude, Julio's busy. Let me go say hello. Um, but yeah, it, it turned out to be the right business to use for all the chemicals. And then uh, linens, uh, Cytex. I have been shopping around. Uh, again, as you should. You should always shop around. And I'm calling them tomorrow just because that's it. That's that's the end of the line. And that's for me right now. That's Once what we're going to use. A decision. I love it. Uh, what do you, do you buy? Who do you buy like your uh, stuff from? Do you have a company that you buy that delivers maybe every day? Oh. Uh, maybe uh, has no minimums. You could do buy so, anything from so my my kitchen is located in the bordeaux area four minutes of germantown and uh creation gardens did not have a single account on this strip so they did not have a route i call uh randy and i'm like hey dude like can you get me on there he goes "Shit, we don't have anything going in that direction uh 10 minutes later he's outside the location knocking on the door and he's like oh it really is four minutes from our warehouse uh, yeah, well, you're on the route. So they do deliver Done. seven days a week, and they do deliver to any location because they just didn't know we were here. So shout out to so, them. That's where, I mean, yeah, that's where we get our stuff from. Good people. So there it is. It's not just me. I use all these companies <laughs> at my restaurants also. So Supersource, Cytex, and What Chefs Want, Creation Gardens, it's every. I'm trying to get the word out that it's what chefs want now because that's their that's oh, their, see, I that's who they are. I'm, I'm I'm old school with them, you know. I know. Creation yeah. Gardens, you know, that's it's 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 old habits die hard, you know. Actually, just, yeah, now that you say it, it's, I don't think it's there anymore, right? It doesn't read that way. It's just what chefs want. Oh wow, I think I need yeah, to change the colors. They're... It's just like McDonald's changing the name, but not changing the yellow and orange. I'll still call it McDonald's. Long after well, <laughs> they still count the colors, am I right? Yeah, they do. That's it's all the same. Everything, the logo is all the same. <laughs> but Creation Gardens is now their produce since they have so many different things that they oh, okay. offer. Creation, it's Creation Gardens produce, then they have their seafood, then they have their the butchery, you know, the meat, but then it's all what chefs want. Got it, got it. So they're doing it, amazing it things. It is, they got everything you need. All right, dude. Thank you so much. And uh thanks for breaking the news here. Yeah, first, first, first one, and I always love talking to you. We can go hours and hours, and hours, hours and hours. And it and definitely hours. can happen. <laughs> but we gotta go. We gotta go. Thank you, Nashville. Yeah, man. See you soon. All right. So the cat is out of the bag. There is going to be a brick and mortar Maze DLV. It's going to be across the street from Arnold's in the Gulch. This is going to be amazing. There's an actual press release that they're putting out today. And uh, if you didn't get the actual press release, I will tell you what it's going to say. Uh, Mize DLV brick and mortar opening spring 2022. What first started as a table pop-up then turned food truck is transforming into a 3,000 square foot 
brick and mortar serving brunch, lunch, dinner, accompanied by a full bar with each menu providing a different food and drink experience. The partnership between Chopper Tiki and Mai's DLV launched summer 2020 during COVID-19 as a next-to-mile-fueled pop-up by Chef Julio Hernandez at Chopper Tiki Bar in East Nashville and quickly turned into a food truck serving six days a week, often selling out within hours. Nothing will change about that. Mai's DLV truck will stay at Chopper Tiki in the future and work in partnership with the brick-and-mortar location to keep the traditional taco truck experience. So, wow. Uh, 2022 promises a new look in Mexican cuisine with an authentic to heirloom corn tequila mezcal in Nashville. They're coming uh, to the Paseo South in the Gulch. Paseo South is a partnership between uh, Julio Hernandez and Andy Mama from Chopper Barista Parlor and Moto Moda Shop. So good stuff out there. Good stuff. That's your official press release. Today's the day. If you can, go follow at M-A-I-Z underscore D-L-V and give them a shout out. Tell them congratulations. We are getting a badass restaurant here in Nashville. Happy to bring it to you guys. Hope you guys are being safe out there. Please go get vaccinated. Get your booster shot. And uh, I love you guys. Bye.